When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And welcome back to the Waterballic podcast. Uh, my name is Anthony Waterson, and once again, I am joined by Gabby Clark. How are you? I'm very well, mate. Very well. Excited to do this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we've we've branched out this week. Uh, we've managed to get three guests, and um, we're going to be talking about the preview of the Premier League, League One, League Two Championship season. Because once again, a new season is upon us. We start tomorrow. Well, Zach, you start next week, mate, because you know Premier League uh, a week behind. But uh, <laughs> while we're on, we've uh, we got him back again. Last week was such a such a great podcast, so we thought we'd get him back on. It's Zach Rafik representing the Premier League and Burnley. How are you doing? Yeah, really well, thank you. Really good to see everybody. Um, yeah, Burnley representing the Premier League. That that's a great start already. We're, we're already <laughs> fourth in the league. So before we've even kicked off, we're fourth. If we can stay there, it's, it'll be a good season for us. Stop the count now. Get them in the Champions League. <laughs> 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 well, it's Brian, good to be here. It's good to be here. Ah, uh, cheers, mate. Thanks for coming back as well. And uh, we have from League One representing Sunderland uh, from the She Talks Ball podcast. We have Alyssa Rowell. How are you doing? Uh, really good, thank you. I'm um, really looking forward to um, being at Stadium Light tomorrow and hopefully picking up uh, three points, but obviously uh, very unpredictable Sunderland. You never know what's going to happen. So that's what I'm hoping for. And we're quite experienced in the league now. Uh, I think fourth season, so fourth time's a charm. That's not the same, but we're going to go with it. Um, we'll get promoted, hopefully. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would help if we had a fullback, but we'll, we will get into that uh, <laughs> in the end of the podcast. But and um, representing League Two, we've got Paul Veal fan from the Eel and the Veal podcast. What a fantastic name that is, by the way. It is Johnny Hancock. How are we doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? 
I'm, I'm really good, mate. Thank you very much for asking. See, there's a guest who asks how I am, Gary. There we go. We need him more and more often. <laughs> yeah, but we'll crack straight into it then, the Premier League. Um, obviously, Man City, I would say, are favourites to win it this year for a, a well, I would say a second time, a second time in a row. Sack, you look at, I mean, you're a Burnley support. I mean, you look at, like, you know, Burnley, Sean Dyche doing magnificent work with a lower string budget and then you've got Man City spending 100 million on Jack Grealish yesterday I mean it's just leagues apart isn't it man it is absolutely and you know what as, as a Burnley fan those top two or three clubs they can literally do what they want you know and, and they can spend the amounts that they can it is ridiculous I think you can probably buy Burnley Football Club for 100 million <laughs> and probably a couple of others so you know what, as as a Burnley fan and my friends who are season ticket holders who are still up there, you know we're realists. You know we looked at the the middle and and towards the bottom of the league. You know and and win, try and win the games that we know that we can win. Turf Moor is a difficult place to come, and it still will be. We haven't made a huge amount of signings. Um, you know uh, coming up to the start of the league, but we know that we've got a solid. 11, 12 players, and if they stay fit, you know, we can compete with most teams in that league. Um, it's just my concern is off the bench at the moment and having that depth within the squad that lots of lots and lots of the top teams, you know, if you look across at their bench, they're still world-class players. So we know that it's going to be a great season, it's going to be great to have football back and us back, but again, as and I'm ready for the roller coaster, and you know I'm looking, I'm looking to April and that forty point mark, and where it's going to come, <laughs> and that's the first, you know, that's the first thing. How do, how are we going to get the forty points, and then anything else on top of that um, will be a bonus for us. And yeah, I'm, I'm naturally an optimistic person, as you probably. Realise from from the first podcast that we certainly, did, but certainly. when it comes to Burnley, I think a bit more realism has to come in. So realistic, but optimistic. Yeah, well, I mean, Gary will go into Jack Grealish because I mean he divides opinion between me and you because I think he's one of the best players in the league, and you're kind of on the overrated side of things. But what do you make about that? Uh, 100 million pounds, the first British player to be 100 million pounds moved to Man City. I mean, Man City, we've got Phil Forden, Jack Grealish, Ryan Sterling, Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> they've it's got just, a very good nucleus. Yeah, they've got a very ah. good nucleus. And you know what? Like, he's a great player. He's a great humanitarian. Like, you know, you see videos on like TikTok and stuff and he's great with fans. Like, you know, he went and give his boots after we lost the final to a little kid and I think he, like, he's a great represent representation of the game do I think he's worth 100 million I don't think many players are worth 100 million to be quite honest and if I was Harry Kane I'd be a little bit annoyed if Man City are bidding 100 million on Jack Grealish and I'm, he's worth probably the same as that Um, I remember someone saying that on Sky Sports like if Harry Kane if they bidded 100 million for Harry Kane I think Jack Grealish is probably worth a little bit less Um, but that's just my opinion like he you know, I think Pep will get the best out of him as a player. Like I, I, I think he'll he will mould him into one of the best wingers in the world. I really do think that, and I think Phil Foden will obviously benefit from playing with Jack Grealish as well as Raheem Sterling. Like I do think, long term they're gonna play a front three. They're gonna play Sterling, Foden, Grealish, and then obviously they're gonna try and get Kane up top. Um, because 
maybe they're looking at maybe putting in De Bruyne as a maybe a deep line playmaker for the for the future with Fernandinho uh, leaving. I think has Fernandinho definitely gone? Has he been released? No, I don't think so. Uh, I'm not sure which yeah, yeah, he has. Yes, he yeah. has. Sorry, he got released at the end of yeah, the season. I think yes, they did. might drop him into more of a holding style, like not a holding style role, but more of a deep line playmaker style role, and then go with the three British lads as an attacking front three, which on paper is terrifying. Let's be honest. But um, yeah. I, 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 I don't dislike Jack Grealish. I just think he's. I, I don't even want to use the words overrated. I just he's a brilliant player. I just. I don't believe the hype, like Super Super Jack Grealish and all that. Like that's just me. It's going to be an interesting one for him, though, isn't it? And Johnny, I'll bring you in on this one, mate. Uh, Do you think Pep will kind of succeed where Gareth Southgate failed by getting Phil Ford and Jack Grealish to play well in a team together? I think so. I think the thing with Grealish is that he's the sort of player that when he gets the ball, you feel like something's going to happen. I remember when he was at Notts County and seeing him a couple of times there and thinking. That boy is at 17, is head and shoulders above of some men that have been playing for 15, 20 years. And the thing with him is, it's he, he looks like you want to kick him, and that's that. That's what he gets. He gets kicked. He gets free kicks. If you're getting free kicks in and around the area, and De Bruyne is delivering, and you've got the sort of embarrassment of riches that Man City will have in that box, you're gonna they're gonna score more set piece goals. It's it's inevitable, really, and I think yeah. with with Jack, is he worth hundred million? No. Was it his release clause? Why Man City have gone? We can't really be bothered to negotiate ten million down or whatever because it probably would have been eighty five, ninety if it wasn't there. Um, so they've just gone, yeah, we can pay it, we can afford it, and Kieran Maguire has broken it down really well to show how they'll pass financial fair play with it, mm-hmm. because obviously it doesn't. Just because they spent hundred million, it doesn't mean that that's coming from this season. So, the the next six years with his contract, that's spread over. So they're laughing really, and you can guarantee that one of that other front six that they've got will probably end up moving to Spurs. Yeah. Um, to free up Kane coming the other way. Yeah, Alyssa, uh, who do you think? I mean, Johnny brings up a brilliant point there. Pep can't play them all now. I mean, there's Riyad Mahrez, who we haven't mentioned. There's Torres, who had a great um, Euros. Who do you think will drop out of that team then to, to accompany Jack Grealish, really? I think it'll be Raheem Sterling, to be totally honest. I think he'll move to London, but um, I, want to see, I want to hear your thoughts on it. I was going to say, um, obviously, it's a really tough decision when you've got players of the calibre and the standard at Manchester City that can basically buy whoever they want, um, which is a bit... It takes the competitiveness out of the game, but when you've got that much money, then who wouldn't want to spend and get some of the best players in the world and win, hopefully, a Champions League, which previous they haven't been able to do. But um, as you were saying, I could see definitely Raheem Sterling dropping out for um, Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish, obviously, maybe didn't get the game time he wanted in the Euros. Obviously, he was a sub of a sub um, in one game, which nobody wants to be. Um, but definitely, I think... Pep will do really well bringing him into the team especially and as uh, I think it was Gary was saying he's going to mould him I think into one of the best wingers in the world and he's already got that foundation he always he he has such flair and creativity on the ball and he's still he's still young like we're not talking like he's you know what I mean late 20s coming into his prime he's still he's still relatively young and he has a lot of years in him and 
been in Aston Villa side for since a young age. Um, obviously, growing up as an Aston Villa fan as well. I think moving maybe to a club like Man City is really going to help him thrive and maybe get. He's already recognised a lot. He gets a lot of recognition, but maybe get the best out of him. And who knows where he's going to be in the next five years? Uh, hopefully, Pep can get the best out of him and um, just. I reckon I'd, I don't know it's hard to predict but I think he's going to be an absolute world class player I think it's like absolutely mouth watering to see what, what he's going to do there especially if they get in I just think they'll win the league by about 50 points it'll be done by October to be honest <laughs> if it's well, at all possible um, but um, and we'll talk about some challenges for City I mean obviously Liverpool um, had a bad season obviously I'm representing Liverpool today with me 1989 Candy top on. <laughs> and it's just sat there looking, what the hell's Candy? <laughs> um, but obviously, you know, Liverpool, I don't think they'll be far away. Chelsea, Champions League winners. So, you know, big city in the Champions League. So, you know, they're going to be there or thereabouts. Manchester United signed Jadon Sancho and Varane from Real Madrid to a great signings. You know, they'll be round about. Sack, do you think it'll be as easy for City this year or will it be a bit more of a challenge with, you know, Chelsea, like I say, uh, Liverpool and Man United? Yeah, I'm really hoping for a much more competitive season this season. I think... Last season, COVID, the disruptions, I think that really did impact all of the teams, not just City, you know, I think across the board. So I I know we're talking about City and the amount of signings that, you know, adding Grealish and so on, but I do think it's going to be a lot closer again this season than it was last season. You know, just like the previous season, I think United have spent well. I think Liverpool having um, their centre-backs back, I think that will make a huge difference. And if City keep winning their fixtures and Liverpool keep winning their fixtures and United keep winning their fixtures, you're going to have a quite a tight top. You know, you're going to have a quite a tight race, I think. So I do think it's going to be closer than what we are expecting. For me, it's can City go on and win the Champions League? How will United do in the Champions League? You know, it's those peripheral competitions where these giant squads of City, United, Liverpool, that's where I expect them to continue to flourish a little bit more. Um, you know, and, and all these big signings, even Kane moving, if he does move, the amount of pressure that is going to be on these players, that's what I'm interested in from, mm-hmm. from my line of work. We, you know, Gary was talking about Grealish. Will he be able to handle the pressure? Uh, I, I think he will because of just the character uh, and what he's experienced. If when Kane moves, is he going to feel that pressure? Sancho as well. You know, he's a young lad who's now, you know, probably reached um, the club where he's meant to be at. Will he reach his potential? And I, I think there's lots and lots of questions. Um, we haven't talked about the, the, the clubs that have come up. You know, um, for me, I've got a, a bit of an affinity with Brentford. Yeah, I and, think Brentford will do well. Man City versus Brentford. It's like, what? You know, well done. To, uh, and I know a lot of Brentford fans. So I think the story of the season is going to be one of, um, I, I think, a predictability. Mm-hmm. I think it is going to be predictable. I think those top clubs will, 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 will win week in, week out, and then it'll come to the head-to-heads. Mm-hmm. That, that's my 
That's my prediction. Yeah, uh, Johnny, we've seen Leicester um, try and break the ball into the top four. Um, you know, Spurs have done it in the past as well. I mean, can you see anyone bar, you know, the four that we've mentioned making it this year? I mean, there was a talk of Everton last season, but they've lost the manager. So it looks as if the top four is nailed on. Yeah, I think the top four is nailed on. I think what, what will be interesting will be the next now three places, seeing as we've got the Europa Conference 64 or whatever they're calling it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. try. But yeah, yeah I think because, because of the extra places, I think you're looking at Villa, even though they've lost Grealish, have signed well. Ings is a very good signing. Yeah. Wendy yeah. is a very good signing to replace Grealish. Um, so I think like you look at them pair and you think Villa are strengthened. They've got a very good goalkeeper, probably up there with one of the best in the league. Um, outside the obvious two, um, I think I know Casper would probably have something to say about that. But um, Leicester's squad have they improved? Probably not. They've brought in another striker, and, and that's a position I don't actually think they needed to improve on. Yeah, agree. Um, Madison looks like he's been flirting around with Arsenal again, um, so that can only be a, a time before he does move on to someone. Fafana broke his leg as well, didn't he, in yeah. pre-season? Yeah, that's a massive Hor- ball, that. Horrible tackle as well, that mm. was, in pre-season. So, yeah, I think I think Leicester will be there or thereabouts at that top seven. Spurs, for me, are the ones where you look at what, what's happening there and literally nothing. So, they're, they're going to be the big struggle. Um, and I think give it three months and people will be hating Nuno. Yeah. Because it's it was negative at Wolves. The Wolves fans will say it was negative. So, I, I just don't I don't see how they break into it by losing Kane and bringing in probably having a look. Apparently, Bernardo Silva said that he wants to leave City, so that could that could be an option. That'd be but a great signing for anybody else in the Premier League, won't it? It would, but super player. If he if he if he ends up at Spurs, does he improve the Spurs squad? No, because they've lost Harry Kane. So it, it's fine having Bernardo and Son, but when you've got I don't know. Victor Janssen, has he come back now after his countless loans? <laughs> Are you still actually registered with them? <laughs> that's what it means. They're going to have to go out and spend another hundred million on replacing Kane if they want a proper striker. But we know Spurs won't do it. So I think Villa would be my tip to break into the the closest to the top six. But other than that, I think it's pretty much nailed on to be a rotation of them. Yeah, I totally agree with you. We'll talk about the bottom now then. Um, Alyssa, we'll start with you. Obviously, being a Sunderland fan, you know all about flirting and relegation. We did it for about 10 years. Um, and eventually, obviously, we went down, but that's a different story. Um, so we've got Watford, Norwich and Brentford who have come up. Now, I personally think Brentford will do well. The other two, not so much. Um, Norwich have already lost. You know, Brentford is gone. And they seem to be like a feeder club for the, the better Premier League teams. So do you think it'll be another season of torment for the Norwich fans? Um, Sadly, I do think um, that's going to be the case. I've seen rumours, kind of whispers um, on social media, obviously um, platforms about Todd Cantwell, obviously um, leaving the club. Uh, I don't know how true that is. I don't know if it's going to amount to anything, but obviously um, I think he's... uh, I know Norwich fans have quite a good affiliation with him and they do love him uh, seems to be quite a bit of a fan favourite so maybe that that will be a big blow for them um, Brentford as you were saying um, 
I've been watching Brentford for a while. Obviously, you've got a new stadium. Um, I love the model they have with um, scouting-wise. If you look at some of the people they've picked up, um, Ivan Tony, who's done an absolutely... He, he did a brilliant job in um, the Championship, obviously, at mm. Peterborough, playing against us um, a few seasons ago. And obviously, if you look at the likes of Watkins, who they sold to um, Aston Villa, um, they have a really good um, recruitment, and I think that's going to help them do really well in the Premier League this season. And obviously Watford, um, I'm not too sure about Watford if I'm being completely honest, but um, they've got um, obviously Ben Foster, who he's, he's in a lot of the social media space at the minute. Um, I think that'll be quite interesting to see what they do on um, social media, especially regarding Ben Foster and his YouTube channel. But um, hopefully do well because Watford fans do have a bit of a soft spot um, for Watford fans and I think they're really dedicated supporters. And I do hope to do well because they deserve a bit of, um, deserve a bit of happiness and a bit of... Um, just just basically just to um, stay up in the Premier League and that and I think definitely it's a route they should be looking to take and I can't see a reason why they shouldn't no. stay up in the Premier League. Cool. Gary, is there a, there's always a team that surprises everyone and ends up fighting for relegation. Do, do, who do you see that would be this season? Who do I see as doing that? Um, like the, like the, yeah, like the the ones you don't expect, you know. And like obviously, we've seen the likes of Newcastle back in the day, um, you know, Brighton last season. Um, a team that always drops, like falls from grace, really. We don't want to say Burnley because I no. think Burnley will be fine. I, I think Burnley well. will be fine. They've got I, a great manager. They've got good homegrown talents, Burnley, so I think Burnley will be sound. Two teams which I think are going to struggle this season Crystal Palace. I think Vieri wants to build like a young team by signing Michael Olise and. You know, he, he's a canny player, he is a canny player, but it's going to be a big step for him. Um, and also Southampton have just lost, lost Danny Ings and have lost Ryan Bertrand. If they lose James Ward-Prowse, who is also linked with Aston Villa, they're going to really, really struggle. But Aston Villa are also after Todd Cantwell as well, so they're looking to try and build like a like a force in midfield. But if I'm putting, if I'm betting guy, I'd be putting money on Crystal Palace and Southampton being in the struggling part struggle. of the league. like. Yeah, well, what, what we'll do is, because Saka's got to leave us at, uh, at half past, what we'll do is we'll do a quick prediction from all four of you guys, well, from all three of you guys and then me. Um, we'll start off with Saka, since he's the Premier League representative. I want your title winner and your three to go down. I'm going to go City to win, uh, and then I'm going to go Norwich. I'm going to go controversial one I'm going to go Wolves that's a good shout and Watford right and, okay no worries Gary make sure you're writing all this down because we'll uh, we'll pick on whoever's uh, the worst person at all this <laughs> <laughs> um, right Alyssa we'll go with you next Um. Oh, who do I think is going to win uh, I was going to go City but just to be different I think I'll go uh, I'll go Liverpool to win obviously the centre-backs uh, Van Dijk and that come back it's um, a big a big obviously confidence booster for them I reckon they're going to have a, a good season and then to go down I'm going to go for Norwich um, I think as Gary was saying Southampton will struggle obviously um, losing Danny Ings who's um, a massive player for them and I don't want to say it, but I don't know. I don't know how Watford are going to fare. I'll go Watford. Right, no problem at all. Uh, Johnny, you're next, mate. Um, so yeah, title winner. I think United. I think Sancho and Varane will bring a complete different like style to to the play. Rashford 
is there. Cavani scores goals. Bruno Fernandes wins penalties. So they're going to be very good going forward. And their Achilles heel last year was at the back. Um, and now not having played Lindelof, it's a, it's a bonus. So I think United are going to be there or thereabouts. Um, so, yeah. And then going down, irritatingly, Wolves was one of my three. Um, I thought it would be controversial, but stole a bit of thunder there. Thanks for that. But, yeah, I think... Wolves, Brentford, unfortunately, I think the model is brilliant, but they're just they're not going to have enough, and heart and desire isn't enough in the Premier League to keep you up. Um, and then I think it will be Norwich as well. Brilliant, no worries at all, Gary. Um, I don't when when you think of Grealish, Sterling, Ford, and, and potentially Harry Kane up front, that's frightening, and you couldn't rule City out of winning the title then, but. You know what, I thought Thomas Tuchel did a great job at Chelsea last season and, you know, if they get either Lukaku or Haaland, that puts them in the running for it for me because, you know, they're cynical finishers. So I'm going to I'm gonna say City, but I'm going to say Chelsea's not going to be far behind them at all. Um, going down, Norwich, I just don't think they have enough about them. And if they lose Cantwell, who, did you see that assist the other day, the overhead kick, that mm-hmm. was beautiful. If they lose him, he's one of their most creative outlets. Don't see them doing much. Speaking to me on a Sunday, I can't well I did that a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Don't see them Wasn't doing as good. much. Uh, Watford, Wasn't as good. Now, Watford's going down, I reckon. And it's going to be a toss-up between Southampton and Palace, but I think it's going to come down to managerial experience for that for me. And I think Hazel Huntnell has more about managing, more managerial experience than Vieira at the end of the day. Vieira's trying yeah. to build a project, but I don't think it's going to benefit that team this season I think it will in future seasons but I think if they're really going to struggle it is going to be a toss up between Southampton and Palace for me No about that I'm going to just very very quickly rattle mine off so I know Saka's got to go so I'm going to go for to win the league I cannot see Beyond City and go down definitely Norwich I think they'll be gone very early on Crystal Palace I do agree with that and as much as I want to agree with the Wolves things I was going to say that as well I'm gonna be I'm gonna be controversial here and piss off our Newcastle fans because I just don't think Newcastle <laughs> have improved at all. So and they've kept Steve Bruce I'm... for another three and a half year or whatever it is. So I think Newcastle's flirting with the relegation side of things is gonna cost them eventually. And I think this season will be it'll be that one. So I'm gonna go for Newcastle as well. Um We're twenty five minutes in. And it's only now you're mentioning Newcastle. Well done, chaps. <laughs> I don't like to mention them at all, but I just think they'll go down. I really do. If they get Willick, yeah. though, Willick's going to be a good signing for them. And I don't want to say that, but Willick is a good player. Like, I wouldn't, if I was Arteta, I wouldn't be letting him go. One, one player doesn't make a team. Man, I'm You're right. They'll lose St. Maximan as well. Until, once once this, everyone's been quiet, and I mean, every club pretty much, apart like Ipswich, have been quiet in the whole of the Football League with signings because the, the, the um, transfer window has still got another 25 days. There'll be a lot of movers and shakers. You know what I mean? I mean we probably should be having this conversation in six weeks' time, never mind now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, we'll now go into the Championship. Um, like I say, Sack, thanks very much for joining us, mate, and we'll see you. Yeah, at no point during the season. Absolutely, it's a pleasure. No worries, thank you very much. Cheers, sir. Cheers, thank you. Right, see if so... the Skype does work. There we go, we're still on. We're, we're still on. Right, so championship. Yeah, so Gary, you're our now championship expert where you were for the last three hours. So <laughs> we'll go with, we'll, we'll start with you. So we'll. Um, We'll delve into it. Obviously, the three that got relegated last year have got to be favourites to go back up again with the uh, parachute payments being absolutely huge. Um, 
do you think there'll be anyone else? Obviously, you know, we've got Middlesbrough who under Neil Warnock who are doing well. Cardiff did really well late in the playoffs. Um, is, who do you see battling for the promised land, so to speak? I don't see beyond uh, Brom, Sheffield United and Fulham, if I'm being honest, which, you know, we're talking about those three teams. It's been moves and shakers for them as well. I mean, you've looked uh, in Allardyce resigned. Valerian Ishmael, who did a brilliant job at Barnsley, has came yeah. in. Uh, West Brom have signed Alex Moat, who did a brilliant job at Barnsley as a central midfielder. So that's a blow for Barnsley. Then you look at Fulham, getting rid of Scott Parker. He went to Bournemouth, I think. And they brought in Mark Silva, who, let's be honest, did a, a really good job with Watford. But then he absolutely went to bits with Everton. So there's a lot to be desired around what he can actually do right now for Fulham. And then, you know, we're looking at... Um, Sheffield United, who's brought in Jakanovic, who, again, ironically, did a really good job with uh, Watford and Fulham. Um, and they brought him in, obviously. They well, didn't do that good of a job. He got sacked from both of them. Well, no, he, he did do a good job. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he left, didn't he? He left um, Watford yeah. when they went up because he didn't want to uh, manage in the Premier League. And then... Yeah, uh, that's soft shite. Uh, but, <laughs> There's 50p in the meter. There's yeah. 50p. Movers and shakers for them. Yeah. Movers and shakers for them. But, um, you know, Fulham signed Harry Wilson. Decent signing, to be mm. quite honest. Uh, West Brom have a lot about them, in all honesty. I mean, they've got Grady Dianger. I don't know if I've said his name right there. Uh, Matt Ayas Pereira. You know, Carlin Grant's come back from a loan, I think. Uh, they're not going to hold on to Sam Johnstone. And if they do, he's by a mile the best keeper in that league. Um, and, you know, they have the young lad, Darrow O'Shea, at fullback, I think. Fullback or centre-back. Um, they've got a lot about them to come back up, and I think they'll go up as champions. Um, and I think they'll be closely followed by Fulham. Um, Sheffield United will be there or thereabouts, in my opinion. And I think Bournemouth will be, because I do think Scott Parker is a decent coach. He just tends to not run like a street song all the time. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, in going down, for me, dead cert's got to be Derby. They're in tatters at the moment. Rooney tackled his best player, Jason Knight, and I think he's injured for the first game now. Um, they've handed over contracts which have no salary figures on mm. um, and expect the players to sign them. As of this podcast right now, they haven't even got any players in as of yet so they're going to be relying very much on their youth system which don't get me wrong Derby's always had a good youth system um, but I think it's going to be far too much for them a lot of people are saying Blackburn could be a team that could go down if they lose Adam Armstrong um, who has been linked with Premier League clubs that could be a potential option um, I mean I wouldn't look past that. Uh, Redden have lost Michael Lise and they've lost Omar Richards to FC Bayern. So they could be there or thereabouts because they haven't signed any players. Um, and maybe Huddersfield. Huddersfield have been on the back end of it for a while now, in my honest opinion. Yeah. Johnny, I'm going to go through it. This is quite an extensive list, so do bear with us, right? We've got Bournemouth, Barnsley, Birmingham, Blackburn, Blackpool, uh, Cardiff, Coventry, Derby, Fulham. Huddersfield, Hull, Middlesbrough, Nottingham Forest, Preston, no, sorry, Preston, don't count Preston, QPR, <laughs> Reading, Sheffield United, Stoke City, Swansea, West Brom, all ex-Premier League teams. How difficult is that league now to get out of? That was to Johnny. Johnny dropped out of the conversation. Oh, oh is he sorry? Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear that, mate? 
I just I caught the end of it. Caught, caught the ex Premier League teams. Basically, um, yeah, the majority of the league's ex Premier League teams. How difficult is that to get out of now? I'll be honest. I don't. When you, when you look when you look at financial fair play and how it's hit some of these ex Premier League teams, it. I don't think it's as difficult as it sounds mm-hmm. because. You've got the you've got the big lads that come down. We we we, we know how that works. We we know that they've got the money. So if they can keep hold of the best players, um, it works. You've got the bit of a pull of Fulham, especially being in London, splashing the cash all the time. So I, I just look at it and think it's not impossible for a team to do what Brentford has done because the Championship is a difficult league regardless. But it's also not difficult for you to look at it and say, oh, one of the ex-Premier League will go up because there's a lot of them in there now. So, for me, I think eyes on Peterborough. They've made Definitely. very good signings again. They're, they're similar to Brentford model. They, they'll pick up non-league lads. Um, one of the left-backs that they've signed scored 12 goals last season, for example. Um, so, they pick up a couple of non-league lads. Poku, that's come from Colchester, brilliant. Shriki Dembele, he, he was brilliant and as well, so like they they've got a lot about them, um, and another another team that always always looks looks interesting is uh, is Bournemouth because they shouldn't they shouldn't do well because they're quite a small club in in Championship size, but they seem to be well run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly certainly agree with that one. Um, Alyssa, we'll talk about the the relegation kind of side of things now because it is quite difficult for. You know, the likes of Peterborough, um, Hull and Blackpool who came up because they don't have the financial clout that, you know, the, the parachute payments will give. And the majority of these teams in, in the Championship will still be receiving some kind of money from the Premier League. So it is, it is rather difficult. But can can you say, obviously, Johnny's mentioned Peterborough, but can you say Blackpool and Hull kind of taking, taking that, that step forward or do you think they'll be struggling as well? Um, obviously, um, Peterborough, I think one of the one of the best run clubs in League One last season. Their ownership's very fantastic. I think they're um, in touch with the fans a lot. And obviously, if you think about it, um, they have obviously got payments from Ivan Tony, but then they've signed really well as well, recruited really well. So I think I don't think it'll be like a mid-table, like a strong maybe teeter in a bit, but I think they'll just manage to stay up. And if I'm being completely honest with you, I'd like to see Hull stay up, but um, I think it it really depends because it's hard to see any of the teams like getting relegated. Obviously, as you were saying, there's a lot of ex Premier League teams in there, so it's hard to imagine that. Obviously, three obviously three are going to have to get relegated, and it's um, it's really strange to think, oh, this club who were in the Premier League, I don't know, three years ago, could get relegated. It's very it's a tough league this season, but um, I, I think maybe Peter Bratton Hall have a chance. Blackpool, I'm a bit... Obviously, um, they had a bit of run-ins with the ownership and the fans a couple of years ago, and all. there wasn't a very good relationship there. Um, they've lost, obviously, Elliot Embleton, who uh, was on loan. They did very well in the playoffs, so I'll give them that. Um, Elliot Embleton, who's obviously, as I was saying, on loan from us, um, he was doing fantastic. Um, and I think it's going to be his breakthrough season in League One this season. But I can see um, Derby, as you were saying, going down. They had um, a bit of um, had a bit of like drama, didn't they, towards the end of the season? Maybe Wickham staying up and Derby going down. I know there was a whole lot of um, talk about that going, and obviously it didn't. It gave them um, like two separate fixture lists, didn't it? Because I wasn't sure if they were yeah. going to be like, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Um, 
obviously um I just, that didn't uh, come out anything but um I think the league one clubs do need to be careful but obviously we've seen people do before like I can't imagine people thinking Luton would ever stay up in the championship and they finished really well last season I think they finished like mid table I want to say 12th but I'm not I'm not too sure I don't quote us on that but any anything's possible I mean championship football uh, it can be so unpredictable and like the Premier League where you kind of know who's gonna finish and who's go- who's gonna be in, in the top six and you can kind of have an idea who's going to be in the bottom but I think it's every it's everyone's game and I think if uh, places recruit well if they have um I think a good team spirit, I think that's definitely a big factor. Um, I can't see why these teams can't stay up, but it's going to be a tough fight for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny, we've touched on Derby, but I mean, what on earth's going on there? I mean, they can't sign anybody. They're giving, they're giving players, you know, come and sign us, but we can't pay you. Wayne Rooney's crippling the best players. I mean, that's just, it's a recipe for disaster, isn't it? The season starts tomorrow and they haven't got a team. It's crazy. Yeah, it's an odd one, isn't it, with Derby? I think... They, they were sold five times last season, were they something back <laughs> like that? And each time it fell through, they had that multi-millionaire that was like 23 or something that was going to turn them into Champions League winners in five years. And then he just went, yeah, I didn't fancy that anymore. And it, it, it's a shame because Mal Morris, who owns a club, he owns King games that, that, that own Candy Crush. So he's not short of a bob or two. So it's not like this needs to happen he's now letting that happen and I think that finger's got to be pointed towards the owner because you can't just decide I'm stopping owning the club that's it done you've got you've got some responsibility and you've, you've got to look, look at the ownership and the EFL's partly to blame because they're absolutely ludicrous when it comes to owners there's, there's never any contingency put in place there's never any help and I, I'd understand it if he, he, it was a proper sinking ship but it's not. It's an owner that doesn't want to put his hand in his pocket anymore, and that's just not right for me. Yeah, I mean, I will say this is probably the first time and last time the Candy Crush has ever been mentioned on a football podcast, so well done on that one, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a throwback. Right, uh, Johnny, while you're on, we'll start with you and the mate. We'll go for your three teams to go up and your three teams to go down in the Championship. Um, three to go up. I think Fulham, they're, they're looking well. I think we'll, we're going to see... Sheffield United go back up and Bournemouth. Cool. Yeah, we need three to go down. Three to go down. Um, Peterborough will stay up. So I'm going Luton, Stoke and Hull as my three. All right. No worries, Alyssa. What's your three to go up and three to go down? Um, three to go up. I think I'm going to go for Sheffield United, uh, West Brom and Swansea. Um, they did obviously Swansea finished in the playoffs last season and I think as well it'll be nice to get a Welsh team back in um, the Premier League obviously you had Cardiff and um, Swansea in previously and I think they're going to do really well this season um, they've got Jamal Lowe I think having the Swansea um, and he was performing quite well and then to go down I think I'm going to go for Derby Stoke and Blackpool Cool Gary I don't think you can look beyond the three teams that went down the Premier League to potentially go back up. Um, Stoke was an interesting one there. I mean, if they keep Joe Bursic, who looks like a good goalkeeper for the future, you know, he could he could save them in games, but they haven't got much about them besides that. So, you know, Stoke's an interesting one. Um, I definitely agree with Luton. I don't think they've got enough about them to stay up uh, again. So, 
Derby. All their off-field antics for Derby is probably going to punish them this season. We yeah. saw it happen with us, with Coleman, when we went down. A lot of stuff went off, off the field. And ultimately, we went down because we weren't good enough, and I think that's going to happen to Derby. Um, I think Peterborough do have enough to stay up. Uh, but I think Huddersfield could struggle as well. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm, as much as I'd love to see Blackpool stay up, I just can't see it. Yeah. I think they'll go down. I think Derby will go down. And I think Hull will go down. So I don't think Hull have got um, enough to buy players at the moment. They're going through a little bit of a transfer problem. So And they went down with pretty much the same team uh, a couple of years ago because they kept pretty much the same team to go up last season. So if it's not good enough two years ago, it's certainly not going to be good enough this year. So that's my three. And right, League One, which... Um, I mean, to Johnny's dismay, three of us are Sunderland supporters, mate. So we're going to go into League One now. Um, listen, we'll start with you. Obviously, representing League One with Sunderland on, on our pod. Um, first of all, obviously, it's Sunderland's fourth year. They shouldn't, they shouldn't be in, still in this division, but hey, all we are. Um, but can you see finally this being the, the year, or will it be another case of Sonin yet so far, especially with the likes of Ipswich who have bought well, you know Wigan who have bought all of Sunderland's castoffs, uh, uh, you know there's there's still some great teams there, Lincoln, you know I'm I'm, I'm, I'm literally going through the league now, you know there's Ip, uh, Ipswich I've mentioned, uh, Oxford who came like a freight train, Portsmouth who was there, Rotherham who came down, Sheffield Wednesday who came down, Wigan who came down, it's going to be so tight. Um, um, how do you see Sunderland this season? Uh, see, I think as a Sunderland fan, you always have to be optimistic. I think if you're not optimistic, then um, it's going to be a pretty tough road. Um, I did like a predicted league table and I said Sunderland were going to finish second. Um, is my whole heart in that? I would be lying if I said yes. Um, I feel like there's just compared to other clubs especially when you look at the likes of Ipswich who Paul Cook has made what a statement of intent to sign people like um Joel Pickett and then Scott Fraser both who we were after and failed miserably to um sign them but um it's just I feel like we obviously we have made signings we've got Callum Doyle who's 17 which who I'd just like to say has been an absolute class act so mm-hmm. far um, fantastic and Manchester City don't give the players out very frequently or often at all so maybe that says something about um, our recruitment or the model we're going for um, definitely inside the club obviously with the likes of Christian Speakman um, coming from Birmingham City um, had a lot to do with Jude Bellingham um, he seems to really value youth players and youth recruitment um, and in pre-season as well we've been having um, a lot of um, the youth players come through obviously you've got the likes of uh, Josh Hawks who was performed brilliantly in Premier League 2 last season uh, the under 23 side um, I'm just trying to think as well Elliot Embleton who I said earlier obviously he was on loan at Blackpool which um, it stings a bit knowing that they did get promoted but um, I think this is going to be a breakthrough season for us uh, Elliot Embleton in particular Um even just looking at the friendlies, he brings something we don't have. He can play a ball to somebody's feet for like the likes of Will Grigg, who, you know, I know he did score a header um, against Hull. But considering his stature, he's not the tallest man on the pitch. Um, you need to get those balls really to his feet. And I reckon if we do that, he'll perform. I think um, he seems a lot happier in particular. Um, maybe Lee Johnson's had a bit of a chat with him. And um, it's maybe propelled um, maybe his enthusiasm for the club or he's propelled his ideas on a world Greg, which hopefully is going to pay off because we did lose Charlie White, who I know a lot of supporters aren't 
bothered about particularly. I think uh, Charlie Wyke is will score very few goals without Aidan McGeady. Mm-hmm. Um, Aidan McGeady, obviously for us, is a big player, arguably one of the best players in League One. Um, but then we've got the likes of um, Ross Stewart, who is an absolute giant. He's a he's a beanstalk. He's massive, um, massive aerial threat, obviously. And I think if we get if we get a few more signings through the door, obviously uh, with the fullback situation, Denver Hume, um, just I don't even know what's going on there. We haven't heard much, to be honest. And then we had Carl Winchester playing at right back. So if we get a fullback through the door, I don't know. I'd like to say maybe a few more creative players. Obviously, we haven't seen Alex Pritchard play yet. He did have um, COVID, but hopefully we might see him maybe a bench preview um, tomorrow. But um, I'm just hoping we can get a few signings through the door just before um, the the transfer window closes. Because as you've seen, it's going to be a really tight league this season, and some players, some people have made great signings and I think we need to be able to compete with that I think if we don't finish in the top six quite frankly quite like quite frankly I would love to get us like automatic promotion obviously but if we don't finish in the top six I think that is just an embarrassment especially even a fourth season in league one is very questionable I'm getting a bit sick of it now. I mean, like the first couple of years, I loved it because it was new away days and stuff now, but I'm absolutely sick. Um, Johnny, I will say, though, in the League Cup on Tuesday, the Clash of the Titans, Sunderland versus Port Vale, mate. So that should be a great game. Yeah, it should, should be interesting. Um, I think my my big problem with Sunderland is you've not got a goal scorer. Like, Griggs there, but hasn't really scored many for a while. You look at your strikers that you've got. You mentioned Stewart that you've signed, but he scored six goals in Scotland. Mm. It's it's a lot tougher league than than it is up in Scotland. So I think the issue is there's no one actually to score many goals, um, and that that's my worry for Sunderland. They're they're far too big club in stature to be in that league. But if you're not signing the right players, you're never getting out of it. Yeah, I I agree. Who who do you think is the the challenges in this season? Obviously, Ipswich have have bought really really well. I will say, you know, there's there's the teams that have gone down who you know Rotherham are always like a bit of a yo yo club. Um, but I mean, for me, Oxford came with such like such promise last season and failed to end the playoffs. But there's there, there is always standout teams. I mean, I, I forgot to mention Charlton and Charlton have got like Jaden Stockley in, which is a, a fantastic sign, and I think it's it's going to be such a good. I think it's going to be a great league one season to be honest. But who would you say would be the favourites to go? I think um, favourites to go for me, I think you can't look past Ipswich. They've signed um, Salford's keeper from last season and Salford, and he was the best keeper in the league um, statistically. He saved the most big chances. He he had the highest saves to expected goals ratio. So that's a massive signing for them. Um, Chef Wednesday, we played them in a friendly the other week. They looked very good. Um, so I think you can't really look past them. Wickham signing Vokes is a very good signing. He's he's a goal scorer, um, and League One will suit him because you can go a bit more direct. So I think them three are very much in and around it. But a dark horse for me would be Burton. I think mm, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank yeah. is there. Yeah, they've got Dino um, as assistant manager. Um, he's he's shall we say he, he he's been under Graham Wesley so he knows how, how to work the dark arts of the game they've made some really good signings they've got Johnny Smith on the wing who's very good um, so yeah I think for, for me League One's one of them leagues where there's there's a few big clubs again now um, I remember when we were in there and we had the likes of Southampton 
Leeds, Wolves were in there. So it's no surprise that big clubs end up there. But I just think that some big clubs think it's going to be a walk in a park. And that, that for me, is the struggle. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I kind of think that was Sun's mentality in the first season, I must be honest. But, you know, it, it is now. We, we know very well what's going on with League One club, assigning League One players and everything like that. Um, Gary, well, I mean, first of all, we'll get your kind of opinions on Sun. And, you know, we have been slightly biased, but, you know, fuck it, just three of us are Sun supporters. Um, but um, going towards the bottom of the league as well, I mean, Walkham, who got promoted last season, Cambridge who got promoted last season, and Cambridge have lost their top scorer. You know, I mean, that's going to be difficult for them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I don't see Cambridge uh, doing much at all, to be quite honest, in League One. Um, I think they the will probably spend most of their time in the bottom four, bottom five. Um, it is a big blow for them, but we'll just see what happens. I mean, another team which I don't think will do much as well in League One, Plymouth. I really just don't see them doing mm. much. I think they will struggle. And... I have a feel like, I mean, this is just me. Wigan will be around there, but I have a feeling, you know, Wigan are putting all their hopes in Jordan Jones and Max Power and Charlie White. And, mm. you know, for us last season, yeah, they, they were good, but we Max, didn't. Max Power wasn't. <laughs> yeah, Max Power wasn't good, yeah. Jordan Jones <laughs> was, Charlie White was. They were good. Yeah. But I'll we say did... that Max Powell's scored on <laughs> yeah. But we didn't get out of this league for a reason. Mm. And mm-hmm. if they're looking to gain promotion using pretty much free players, which we have effectively released, I just don't see it working for them. I think it's going to backfire, to be honest. Um, up the top end of the table, I've got to put my heart out there. And it's Sunderland's got to be first or second. Um, Ipswich... You know, this had touched on it as well as Johnny. You know, they've made a massive statement of intent and they've got a good youth system as well. So if I was if I was a betting man, I'd say Ipswich are gonna go up as champions and us second. Um the full back situation for us is concerning, but I think we're linked with Dennis Shirkin from Tottenham on loan. So that should it's be not on loan, it's permanent. Permanent. Mm-hmm. A lot of Spurs uh, forums are saying like this this kid's the real deal like and he's going to yeah. go places but I one, thought it was 1. a one three million apparently that'd be good um, yeah. how we're going to line up is going to be very interesting considering really we don't have a recognised forward bar Ross Stewart um, so it'd be interesting to see what happens there I mean we originally signed Lyndon Gooch as a striker but he's been playing on yeah, every wing possible as a, a wing back as well like, I have no idea how we're going to line up at the mm. weekend. I mean, per, per, on a personal front about something, so we, I, I am going to go into the predictions in League 2 because Johnny's been so patient waiting for, <laughs> uh, waiting for the, th- the other three leagues. But as a personal point of view, I'm normally a worrier at the start of the season. I'm normally just like, oh, like we haven't done this, we haven't done that. This year, I'm just, I'm just not. I don't know whether it's because of like the whole COVID situation and just taking, like taking things for granted, like being able to go. But I'm really just not worried. I'm like kind of. I think what they're doing with the youth, obviously with Elliot Embleton, with Dan Neal coming through, Josh Hawks is there, as as you point out, it's fantastic player Patterson, who the goalkeeper who might be starting the season. I think that's the right way forward. Look to buy Young with Doyle, Shirkin, who we think is coming. Um, you know they've bought players now who are better than you know. Like Max Power's gone and have signed um, Corey Evans, who's better than Max Power. You know they've signed Alex Pichard, who was an eleven million pound player at one point, who's 
more likely better than the Jordan Joneses of this world. Yeah, it's a tough game tomorrow. It will be, and there's three players coming who are going to be wanting to score. I mean, it's probably the first ever time in history that a team's lost a thirty-goal striker and not been bothered about it. Yeah, you know. So I'm just, I'm not, I'm not really that bothered. I'm not really that worried. I think, I think we'll be there or thereabouts. Um, but I do think we'll go up. I think given time in the transfer window we will see these players come in and I'm just I'm taking a bit of a step back from it to be totally honest I'm just not as because obviously Twitter and I mean Twitter's a, a, a cesspit for everything anyway but Twitter's being going mental and stuff yeah not having a full back tomorrow is going to be you know it, it isn't great but it's not really the hardest of games whereas if it had been against you know like Portsmouth or Ipswich I would have been more worried I'm not particularly worried about Max Power and Charlie White coming I mean, I'm going to say this now with the both score tomorrow but I'm not particularly worried about it so I'm just uh, I'm there for a good time this year and I think we will have that good time so right. that's my pen of thin anyway um, I will while, say while, while well. I'm talking I'll start off on the three to go and four to go down so remember it's four to go down from League One I think it'll be Ipswich Sunderland and Lincoln from the playoffs so we'll go with them three um, four to go down Cambridge um, losing Mullen is huge Morecambe um, I just can't see them getting enough points Plymouth Argyle as you mentioned I, I just think uh, probably out to see in the welcome I'm really sorry for um, Plymouth fans and as much as I want to see them stay up as much as Steve Cottle's done so well to get back from COVID and everything I think Shrewsby will go um, so Gary we'll go to you what to go up or yeah. Yeah. Did I give four there? I didn't. I only give three, didn't I? Yeah. No, I give four. Sorry, I give four. Sorry. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Ipswich. I think Ipswich us. Um, I will point out as well. I hope LJ reminds uh, Patterson and Doyle to bring their ID in the past tomorrow because they won't be getting past the security <laughs> guards because they look about twelve. Um, I think we'll go up. Um, playoffs. Can never rule out Portsmouth or even Charlton in the playoffs. Hmm. So that should yeah. be an interesting one. I'm going to say a Portsmouth for Charlton. Well, I would pick one. <laughs> Portsmouth. 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 They've always been right. there or thereabouts. And to go down, uh, Wickham, Luton, uh, not Luton, Link, uh, what am I saying there? Wickham, Plymouth, uh, Shrewsby. I kind of think of a fourth leg. Like, I think it's going to be tight. It's always tight. So, uh, we'll go more. 24 teams to pick from. Just pick one. <laughs> uh, we'll go Morecambe or Cambridge. Because Cambridge, I think, are going to struggle this year. Right. So, Cambridge. Yeah. Right. No worries, Johnny. <laughs> um, I think Ipswich, Chef Wednesday and Charlton will be my three to go up. Yeah. I think they're, they're, they're all have had decent summers. I think you, you look at Chef Wednesday especially, they've got Dominic Iolf are still at the back and they've kept hold of a couple of players and they've just signed uh, Fletcher as well up front. So I think they're looking at a decent place. Um, to go down, Gillingham, um, Steve Evans is just vile. So. <laughs> I agree. Um, he, he just he deserves to go down. Cambridge weren't, weren't, much, weren't that good last season, which mm-hmm. is weird saying that they, they won the league. Mullen was on fire. Um He's not a very good striker anyway, so I don't think he would have scored goals in League One. But um, six round a week has seen him go to Wrexham. Uh, crew, they're, they're boring. Um, they just do the same thing all the time. 
say I, I think knew you time. were going to say crew. You know, I could have. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I wish I put a bet on that. So I would have won me house. I knew you were going to say crew. <laughs> and then, and then the final one's Morecambe because they've lost potentially the best player in League Two last season in um, Gomez, and mm-hmm. he, they're just they'll just struggle massively yeah. because they've lost the manager. A couple of players have gone as well, so it's it's just going to be difficult. Yeah. No worries. And uh, let's see. And last but not least. Uh, obviously, I reckon Ipswich Town will win, uh, win the whole thing. Obviously, Sunderland, I have to say. And then uh, I've gone for Wigan Athletic. Obviously, I know they have signed a lot of our players. And, I mean, we did that a couple of years back. We signed Max Power, Reese James, Will Gregor from them. But um, they've got they've got Ben Amos as well, who's a fantastic keeper. He had an absolute mm-hmm. blinder against us. And then to go down, I've gone for AFC Wimbledon, which might be a bit, but... I've gone for them. Cheltenham, Cambridge United and Morecambe. I forgot yesterday Wimbledon was still in our league. I thought they went down last season. <laughs> I won't change my mind now. But, um, right, cool, right. We're going on to League 2. And Johnny, you have been so patient. So thanks for bearing with us, mate. Um, so we'll go on to League 2. Obviously, where do you see Port Vale being this season? And um, obviously, League 2 was a general because it was very, very compact last season, wasn't it? Um, I'm sure with the playoffs, they could... They, going down the last couple of games was between anyone from about like 4th to 12th or something wasn't it so it was really really tight yeah very very much um, league, league 2 is one of them leagues that's always going to be tight because you've got there's not much difference between the league and the conference and mm-hmm. usually the teams that can come down from the league above there there isn't much difference between them either because there's a reason they've got relegated so, I've I, I look at the league and think Tramia spend a lot of money quite often. Mansfield spend a lot of money. Bradford spend a lot of money. So there's money being thrown around there already. And then you've got clubs like Forest Green who are always there or thereabouts. Bristol Rovers are far far too strong. I think that they're they're the tip unless everything goes horrendously wrong there. Um, which you could do because Barton could end up, end up in prison in a month. So, <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that they need the manager to stop hitting his wife, don't they? But yeah, <laughs> well, stop hitting his wife, stop hitting people, stop throwing darts. You know, just, just stop, stop being Joey Barton, really, because it seems like he is actually a decent manager. But that's yeah. I think you you look at it. I think it, my head says playoffs for us. Mm. My heart says we can win the league. Well, is Tom, is Tommy, not Tommy, is, he, is it Tom Pope still there? No, Pope, Pope, Pope he left. Is yeah, he? Pope, got, Pope got released in the summer um, and he's dropped down to Congleton Town because right. he wants to enjoy his football again. Um, but yeah, we, we've made some decent signings in the summer. We need to see how, how they gel together now. Um, but yeah, we've got the assist king and Dave Worrell as well. So, well, it, it's going to be new because we've signed 15 players. So, it's it's not like it's one or two that have come through the door but we've made some good signings yeah good manager as well though and Daryl Clark you know he did, he did well he was at Bristol Rose wasn't he for a time and I'm sure they all I'm sure he got them promoted from League 2 so he's had that experience yeah he got back to back promotions with them so yeah it, it's Clark he seems a good manager he's, ve- he's very open and honest in how he speaks to us now we've heard a few things from a few people that says that may not be the case with players he may have led a couple of them on last season to say that they were getting contracts and then released them all, but mm. it's it's cutthroat. Um, 
massive to look out for is Devante Rodney. Um, the lad is about is about six foot four by six foot four. He's and he's rapid, um, but he's as likely to put one in the stand as he is to put it in top corner from twenty yards. So. Um, if if you do come down for the game on Tuesday, I'd probably sit right behind the goal because you're definitely <laughs> not getting hit by him. Um, but yeah, it, league, league two is always interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's it. I must admit, on the um, on the highlights on Quest every every Saturday, there's always some fantastic goals scored in League Two. Like you always see one from the halfway line or something like that. I mean, it's um, it's a great league to be in. I think, but. Obviously, you know, we wish Paul all the best. Um, fingers crossed they'll manage to, to get themselves up. Um, Gary, we'll go into you. Um, obviously, now, with Hartlepool getting promoted, Sunderland are now closer to Hartlepool than what they are to Newcastle in terms of local rivalry. But how do you see Hartlepool doing? Obviously, Jeff Stallings' club, um, you know, great for them to be back in the Football League and also Sutton United as well. Fantastic to see them there. You know what? I'd like to see Hartlepool do well. Um, I really would like to see that. Um, do I think that they'll stay up? I do think they'll stay up in League Two, but I do think this season will be a struggle for them. In all honesty, um, you know, long gone are the days where they were a half decent League One team, or back in the day of the third division at least. Um, and you know, the, then the, a massive fall from riches, much like Darlington to be fair. Um, but you know they've got back in the League Two, which is great. But I don't see them getting relegated, but I don't see them also, you know, setting the league on fire, in all honesty. But, you know, a win for them at the end of the day is staying in this league. So whether or not that is a point off relegation or mid-table, that that's a win for them. So hopefully, fingers crossed, they can stay in the league. I'm confident they can. Yeah, cool. Um, and Alyssa as well, obviously we've seen the likes of Fleetwood and Lincoln who have gone from, you know, non-league to, to League One and obviously in terms of the pair of them, really playoff contenders to try and get to the championship. Obviously they've spent the money and a team that has seemed to be spending the money this season is Salford. Um, now, I'm not sure if Salford are reading that much well liked in League Two. I'm sure Johnny can help us out on this one, but they're not. They, <laughs> they seem to be the favourites to go up. I mean, can, can you see that happening with them or it will, you know, the, the likes of Colchester, who are, you know, battle hard and League League Two sides, Port Vale as well, be be better than them. I I wouldn't put it past Salford definitely. Obviously, there's the class of '92 documentary, which is great if you if you haven't watched it. But um, they have players. I think I, do they still have Thomas Asante? He seemed to be doing um very well. Uh, obviously, young striker, so can only get better. Um, Northampton, I have to say, when they were in obviously League Two playoffs and got promoted into League One, um, I'd really enjoyed watching that playoff final. But obviously, they've lost a lot of the main men since then, even coming into League One. Obviously, Charlie Good when um, Brentford, I'm pretty sure, and then um, another brilliant player, Callum Morton, who's actually on loan at um, Fleetwood this season. Um, he was scoring in and out in the playoffs. I know in the semi-final and the final, he was having an absolute field day. And uh, on loan to Lincoln as well last season, didn't get probably as much game time as he'd like. He was injured. Um, but I think he definitely, again, want to look out for in League One. I think we shouldn't put it past him. He scored against us as well, I'm pretty sure. But um, anyway, Northampton maybe losing some of the main men. They've still got Sam Hoskins, which is another player who I really like. Um, the might... I don't know. I reckon they'll maybe get top six playoffs, but I can't see them winning. Um, maybe getting to top two. I'm not too sure there. Um, obviously, you've got the likes of Tranmere, who I think uh, are going to do well. Um, 
Bradford, um, another good shout. And um, as you were saying, Bristol Rovers, if they can keep Joey Barton, as much as I hate Joey Barton, he's awful. You can't deny that he can get his players up for a game. And I reckon if he can stay at the club, he'll do wonders and he'll do really well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gary, also, as well as obviously four teams that went down, obviously, let's mention Northampton, uh, Bristol Rovers, um, shit, I can't remember the other fucking team, Swindon, um, and someone help. <laughs> Rochdale, there we go. Right, eventually get there. Can you see any of them going back up? I mean, Rochdale have lost their manager. Their manager's gone to look after Man City's kids. So, um, but he, all, he, he had Rochdale playing some nice football. They just didn't particularly have the players to play that football, but um, can you see any of them battling to go back up? Just Bristol Rovers, I reckon. Um, mm. It's like Alyssa just touched on there. Joey Barton can get his players up for a game. You know, begs to, uh, well, but. The, We'll see if he's going to be there for the season, I guess, really, obviously because of everything that's going on in his personal life. But only Bristol Rovers, for me, to be quite honest. Uh, I think going up, I, th- I think Salford are going to go one better this season. I do think they are going to get auto-promotion as as well as Bristol Rovers, but I'm sure we'll touch on who we think is going to go up in a little while. Um, but yeah, for me, just Bristol Rovers, I reckon. Yeah, um, Johnny will go to the like the bottom echelons of League Two. Obviously, Barrow were very lucky to stay up last year. Like Colchester were down there as well. I mean, Colchester had a huge fall from grace, really. Um, but is there anyone that you can really pick out who who will go down? Is there like a, a, there's also there's always a team that gets cut off, isn't there? And do you think there'll be be one of them this season? Yeah, I think my my shout this season's Harrogate. Mm-hmm. I think they did really well last year staying up. They they were well organised. They played a four four two. They had two big lads up front, but that can only work for so long. Um, and teams at League Two level now are getting a bit moving away from that sort of what you need to get out of the league as a big man and two big centre halves because we we got out of the league using that with Popey and we had McCoomin Owen at the time. And you've seen it happen countless times since, but. I think Harrogate will struggle. They're not the most attractive of clubs. Um, and I think also you, you've got to look at teams like Crawley, mm-hmm. who they're, they're, they're just there, really, yeah. for me. Yeah. And then, like you mentioned, um, Colchester, or as they're, as they're known now, Ipswich Reserves, um, because they seem to have, if you've been released by Ipswich, they've gone, oh, don't move from your house, come and sign for us. So, it's, like, it's like Wigan with Sunderland. Yeah, well, it's a, bit, bit, a little bit further in distance though there. But, yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it looks like they're, they're the clubs that are probably going to be in and around. Uh, for me, Barrow, I'm tipping as a dark horse this season because they've made some good signings. They've got a very good manager there. Um, he, nearly, he nearly got Forest Green promoted. Um, so I, th- I think Barrow will be in and around the playoffs. Maybe, maybe not make it, but I think they'll they'll have a better season than people think. Cool, right? We'll we'll, we'll rattle on with the predictions and um, again, Johnny. Since I've just been talking, you you can you can start, mate. You can. It's four to go up and two to go down, isn't it? In uh, League Two, so we'll we'll do that. Yeah. So the three that I think will go automatic: Bristol, Salford, and Newport, and then I think Tramier will win the playoffs. And then the two to go down, Hartlepool and Harrogate. Um, Hartlepool's team has been decimated from coming up. We've 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 taken two of the players for a start, um, and it just seems like people have been picking players left, right, and centre. 
they haven't gotten they haven't got a recognised goal scorer and the squad just looks like it's full of either ex league players that never really made many appearances or journeymen non league players that have been it. Was he at, the manager was it um somewhere beforehand, wasn't he non league and he seems to have brought a few with him. I can't think off the top of my head, but yeah, um Dave Challoner was I can't remember where he was, but he was somewhere in non-league before and he seems to have brought a few players from there with him. I'd, I'd love to help you on that, but I can't remember about Dave Chalmers. He had a really long throw-in. <laughs> I, I can't remember where he was, to be honest. Um, I'm sure it was someone will pick it up. So we'll go on Harrogate and Hartlepool, the two ages, to go on. Yeah. yeah, cool. Right, Alyssa, we'll go for you. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be lying to say I'd be lying if I said I was an expert in League 2, but I, I know a little bit. So um, I'm going to go for um, Bristol Rovers... Salford, Tranmere and maybe Forest Green, you know, I think Forest Green could be a bit of a shout. And um, to go down, I think I'm going to have to go for Harrogate and maybe Scunthorpe. Oh, no, Scunthorpe, huh? yeah, Tiny Tempe, he's never been there, that's a fact. <laughs> uh, Kevin, we'll go to you next. Uh, I think Salford are going to go up. Probably as champions and all, honestly, you know, like the, the their back room is, you know, Nicky Boat, David Beckham, like all ex Man United players. So, like, I think they're going to obviously look to make a big play to get out of the league, and I do think they'll go up as champions. But I do think that Bristol Rovers won't be far behind them. Um, but that's all dependent on what happens with Joey Barton because at the end of the day, he is an expert, like, man motivator. Um, if Joey Barton so, so happens to go to prison, then that could all change. Forest Green, though, they were just outside of the uh, the playoffs. Alyssa touched on them as a potential, and I, I agree with that one. I think Forest Green could go up as well. Um, and I'd like to see Tranmere go up as well, but I think they would be, again, in or about the playoffs, in all honesty. Because, um, you know, they played all right against us at the end of the day against, in the Papa John's uh, final. Um, they Ooh, do have a lot team. about them. Yeah, they were the better team. They have a lot about them. Lost, yeah, they have a lot about them, but I do think it'll be there or thereabouts in the playoffs for them. Going down, um, I don't think you can look past Sutton United, maybe. And oh, I've totally forgot who I was going to say for the second one. Um, I mean, Barrow's an interesting one because their odds are low, really low. But uh, Johnny pointed out there that he thinks they'll be a dark horse. And, you know, I'm not a League 2 expert either, so I'm going to go with Johnny and say Barrow will be. Uh, a dark horse on that, but I'm definitely going to say Sutton United to go down and Oldham. Um, Oldham yeah. maybe. Oldham. Or Stevenage. Yeah. Stevenage maybe. I, I don't want to say Hartlepool because I'd like to see them do all right, but obviously there's a lot of people against Harrogate here as well. So, um, <laughs> you know, they could be there or thereabouts, um, but I think they have enough about them to stay up in all honesty. Okay, no problem. Well, I'll, I will fin- finish it off. Um, I nearly said finish us off there, and that would have sounded completely wrong. I'm going to go to go up Salford. I, I really don't want Salford to go up, to be honest, because like what Johnny's saying, they're not liked and they're trying to bar the way out of it and all that stuff. I mean, I, I know there's nothing wrong with that, but uh, it's, it's not for me. It's not for me. So I think they will go up, but I don't want them to, if you know what I mean by that. So Bradford. Um, I thought they were nearly there last year. They came with a good run. Uh, I think they've they've improved this year, and a bit of a dark. Oh no, automatic again. 
Exeter. I don't think Exeter will be far away. Like they play some decent stuff. And for a dark horse through the playoffs, just for the managerial appointment, Leighton Orient. So I'm sure they've got Kenny Jackett in, Johnny. Am I wrong with that? Or... Yeah, they've got Kenny Jackett in, but yeah. they just, they, they've lost both of their top goal scorers from last season as well. Have they? Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to say them just for the manager. I think that's just such a good managerial appointment. And to go down, I agree with Alyssa with Scunthorpe. I think they will, I think they will struggle. And I'm also, as much as I want to say, I think they'll stay up. I think Johnny made that good of a point about Hartlepool losing all the players, that Hartlepool will go as well. Um, so I'm going to say Hartlepool and Scunthorpe to go down. Um, and that pretty much finishes us off for our preview for the league. So um, I just want to finish up by saying thank you very much to our three guests. Obviously, Sacrifique's gone, but um, thank you very much to uh, to Johnny from the Ale and the Vale podcast. Um, and best luck for the season, mate, apart from Tuesday night. <laughs> Cheers, thank you very much. <laughs> no worries. And thank you to Alyssa Ralph from the She Talks Ball podcast. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I've really enjoyed myself. Uh, so just thank you for having us. No bother at all. Well, I'm sure we'll catch up with both of you as, as the season goes on. And obviously, Gary, we'll, we will be talking at some point in the next few weeks. Yeah, and I'll see you in about two and a half hours. In, uh, you certainly will, mate. Yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> off to a wedding now. So, um, uh, yeah, we're just about to get ready to go to a wedding. So, um, it just finishes off me to say, I hope everybody who's listening enjoys the season. I'm sure we're, we're all winners for um, being able to go and watch them again. So, um, I'm so looking forward to it. Obviously, by the Wigan game, because I'm not there, but I just kind of wait to get back on the last day. I um, hope everyone has a great and healthy season. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to us, and we will catch you again down the line. Thank you so much. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.